Welcome back to BD Radio for episode three, where today we are talking about habits and behaviours. Um, in particular, I guess, maybe based around the changes to your lifestyle that you've had to make with COVID-19. Um, and I guess how to transition all the healthy things you were doing before to what you were doing now. So we're just going to, I guess, run through how our days have changed um, and some of the things we've tried to implement at home to help ourselves be as productive and healthy as possible. Um, if you've missed the first couple of episodes we did, episode one was all about exercise, how um, closing the gym and um, working from home has forced us to adjust our activity, um, all the things we've implemented there and all the things that it would probably serve you well to think about and implement as well. Um, episode two is all about nutrition. So I think that's probably a, a big key for a lot of people is wondering how to change what they're currently doing to suit a new lifestyle and new activity levels. But today's episode, habits and how our days have changed. Introducing my co-host, Danielle. Welcome, Danielle. Finally, I get a shoe in. At the minute 30 mark, I finally <laughs> shut up. But so our days and habits, how has your days changed from, I guess, pre-gym closing to new, new well, I was going to say new gym opening, but new work days and how, um, how you've, I guess, struggled or not struggled to try and clone the two together yeah so one thing you want to think about with habits is they're things that you do automatically so good or bad good or bad so before before we closed the gym that we were doing a whole heap of things day in day out that we didn't think about that were serving us well which had also taken years to kind of get to so it's not an overnight occurrence it's stuff that you slowly build up over the days months years yeah absolutely and we're obviously going to focus our chat around habits around training and nutrition as that is what we get asked about the most obviously given what we do it's also our field yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so what did you used to do like what did a typical day look like let's call it a school day so what did a tuesday used to be for you at home dan Okay, so I was up reasonably early. So I generally would wake up when you go to work, so like Mm -hmm. five-ish. I'd feed Mia and sometimes go back to sleep with her or feed Mia and try and get her back to sleep and sneak out of bed without her. (laughs) Which is like Rambo rescuing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But generally I'm up and going, you know, by seven, let's just say. So organising William's lunch for school, putting on the washing, unstacking the dishwasher, all the fun stuff before coming into the gym roughly at 8 Mm a.m. And either swapping with you and one of us doing a school run and odd PT or I'd do the school run and then come in for the 9.30 class. Yeah, so everything obviously pretty much happening without you thinking about it like it's up and just straight into it yep. just all the stuff that has to be done gets done yep um nutrition wise you keep your breakfast pretty much the same every day yeah yeah usually prepare my breakfast the night before so something like overnight oats is something stop I stop there guys definitely start doing that continue <laughs> um 
that's definitely a brekkie I have regularly, especially um, when I'm time poor. So like if I know I've got to come in and I've got back-to-back PTs um, until, you know, midday, then I'm making sure that I've got a breakfast ready to go that I can just have a, a few quick spoonfuls um, when I've got a spare five minutes. Yeah, you and I both know that I guess all the all the decisions that we make are pretty much compromised by hunger. Yes. Like if you're really hungry, it tends to go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I get very hangry. Anyone that knows me knows that. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just the punching bag. <laughs> um, after, so let's say you finish work at 11.15. What do you then do? Yep. So generally speaking, we would train. So that's kids class and then a PT and then you will train. Yep. Yeah, yep. then we'll train ourselves Yep. and have lunch after that. Usually at home. Yeah, yep, so depending on what Mia's doing. So if Mia would, was asleep in the pram, we'd hang around here and do work yep. until kind of mid-arvo. Um, whereas if she was still awake, we'd try and rush home to get her to bed. Just stop there because it's probably revolutionary for the people to understand that Although we are not coaching, we still have work to do. <laughs> if I if I hear one more person be like, oh, but you got time off during the day, I will freak out. Yeah, there we, do, we generally do. we work. Um, our day ends probably at school pickup outside of coaching. Yeah, yeah, that's on a, probably on a general fair day. enough. On a normal day, yeah, that'd be right. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday swimming day, so. Yep, so we'd we'd get William. Mum would come over with schnitzels. That's great. Um, Either mum or myself would take William swimming. Then it's home for dinner, bath, bed, clean up. Yep. Wait for you to come home. Basically. So from there, I guess I'll give you my day and then we'll run through how it's changed. So my day on a Tuesday used to be wake up at 5 Um. And then I would normally walk into work. Um, so I'd get here at about 22, quarter to six, right up the workout, make myself a coffee, all that fun stuff. Check to see if anyone's actually coming at six because I don't usually look. Um, and then I guess start coaching from six, then we have a seven, and then it depends on the PT schedule at eight. But um, if I've worked in the morning, I'll normally take William to school. Drop him off, come back for the kids' class. It's the most hectic, the easily the most hectic hour of our day. Um, coach the mums and the dads, or whoever's in the mid-morning class, and then, um, as Dan said, PTs or work until we're both finished. Um, then we'll train, and we will. I mean, that's probably the one thing about our day that never changes is we typically train before lunch. It's a bad day when we can't. It sort of throws throws us off a little bit. But um, we'll train and then either eat lunch here and work or head home. And then one of us will go and get William, um, which I usually like it to be me because me is a disaster after 3.30 p.m. and I don't want to be around for it. So <laughs> I leave Dan in the trenches taking grenades there and um, pick up William and, yeah, our afternoons after 3.30, basically apart from some social media and um, messages and stuff, we don't really have that much admin to do at that stage apart from coaching. So 
Depends if I've got any PTs or not. Let's just assume I don't. I'll come back at 5.45 and do the two classes and a PT afterwards if there is one. Come home, eat my dinner and pretty much um, wind down and go straight to bed. So as you guys can imagine, like I guess due to the structure of actually having on the floor hours and stuff, our days are pretty much the same almost every day. Um, the actual work we do changes obviously but the times that we work train coach are super consistent so the challenge for us has been now not coaching we've like it's completely changed how our work day looks so let's run through what we now do now and um, give you guys a bit of an idea of how we try and structure up our days and the challenges that we've had you can start Dan, what have you found hard? So obviously the first thing is waking up. Yep. And I've actually found that difficult. I've found it really nice. I I don't really <laughs> like sleeping in. <laughs> it is a very odd thing to say. But um just to put it into context, what's your version of sleeping in? Because we've we have gone tooth and nail over this before. Uh well, you know, eight ish. Eight ish. <laughs> Eight o'clock. That is very it, it, late. It's a rare day that we're out of bed after eight o'clock now, though. A couple yeah, of times last yeah, week, yeah. but. Well, that's still that's. Twice. Yeah, too late. Too late. It makes me feel lethargic. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I generally speaking, I feel good when I'm up. You know, seven-ish. Like that's a. But I also don't like staying up late at night. Like I like to go to bed early. Yeah, I like to watch. Whereas you'd prefer to stay up maybe a bit later than. Yeah, um, and I guess watch some sport documentaries and cry over the fact there's no live sport anymore. But um, yeah, we're slightly different there. Like I am not as much of a self-starter as you, so unless I have to, I won't. But I appreciate it when I do. I just want you all to know. So if, for example, there was a 6 a.m. class and I woke up and checked Zen Planner and told Ben oh, Ben, there's no one in the six, you can go back to sleep. He would roll over and go back to sleep within one minute. Inside 15 seconds. It is unbelievable. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> oh, I can sleep anytime, anywhere. Lying on the floor, in the car, on a train, standing up on a train has happened before, wherever. No problem. Unbelievable. Anyway, whereas obviously I'm wired. <laughs> Pretty much from the word go, which will come as no surprise to any of our clients or anyone who knows us, really. So I guess the habit changes and our daily behaviors have pretty much shifted to we now have the flexibility, I guess, to work. I mean, we obviously still have a lot to do, but it's not it's not under that time constraint of you have a class at this time. You have to PT at this time. So. The challenge for us has been trying to structure our day in a way where we can be as productive as possible without the kids hassling us too much and basically just be the best coaches and trainers that we can still be to our clients, really. Yeah. So Dan trying to get up nice and early and work. So let's use this morning as an example. I mean, a little bit of an extreme example because Mia woke up at 4 a.m. and you didn't go back to sleep. And I did, yeah. but you were up early on the computer and you appreciate that. Yeah. Like I feel good for that now. Mm. So like, yeah, that was, was a little bit extreme. So normally like, you know, getting up and working, 
a solid hour before the kids wake up is generally good for me. So like if I could do six six to seven, I, I'm happy. I can get a lot done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, cha- it changes for everybody. So one thing that we have tried to implement is I guess a concentrated hour and a half two hour block where we can smash out as much as we can. Um, I think anyone working from home will probably acknowledge like without the distractions of the workplace and your workplaces are slightly different to ours. You might have, you know, co-workers and everything, whereas we're still fairly isolated, I guess, where, you know, we don't have that many distractions apart from kids, but we can get a lot done in two hours. So basically we try and set up our day to do bits and bobs in the morning when Mia is up and happy, you know, able to play with her brother or play with her toys and, you know, we'll just get onto True Coach and reply to guys and, you know, just do small odd jobs here and there. But when she goes to bed, we are smashing out as much as we can because in the afternoon, it's rough. It gets rough house and there's nothing like, you know, you just can't do anything really. So the biggest change that we've made, I guess, would be around that. Yeah. Just the, like you were saying that our days were fairly consistent. So it's about finding that new consistent for us. Yeah. And it probably took us a while to figure it out because we were, I mean, in the first week of working from home, William was at his old man's. So we didn't have him. We had way more time. Mia would sleep in the pram. Like we were pretty much able to do what we wanted all the time because she couldn't tell us that she didn't want to. So it's like, you can do what we want to do. But it is also harder in a way because William entertains his sister a lot. Yeah, the best. We we couldn't wait for him to come back. (laughs) We'd both added up to pussy's bow with her by the time he came back. Um. So, yeah, find, finding that new consistent. So the first thing for me, obviously, was waking up. Um, the second thing I found was breakfast. Yes. So because I didn't have to prepare my meals the night before, sometimes I wasn't, and I found that I didn't make... You weren't having breakfast. Yeah, so I didn't make the su- best... Which, yeah, it was super rare for you, so... Like, I was yeah. forgetting to eat. It was very odd, because I love food. <laughs> it was really strange. I thought she was having a panic attack or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the second thing I'd identified, and now, obviously, we've changed. So, the wake-up, breakfast would be second. Training would be third. So, we no longer train at the same time every day. We simply can't. No. And we've had to become a lot more flexible with what we do. Um, you know, so we either do some exercise at home, which I hate, um, or we come into the gym, which we're lucky to be able to still do. You know, it's just to have that other place to go. Um, or we go for a run, which I can now do after the hamstring incident a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the third habit. Yeah, and I think it's like what we try and do is based roughly around what we know is possible and what's not, whereas it'd be a lot harder if we were putting pressure on ourselves to get work done in the other, where we just know it's not going to happen. So we try and take advantage of the morning. You know, If we've got really pressing stuff, one of us will play with the kids 
for an hour, let the other person smash it out. I mean, obviously our jobs are kind of the same in regards to we both have the same job. So it's easy to kind of like split it up and make sure that one of us can get stuff done whilst the other person is, you know, playing with the kids or at the shops or anything like that. So the takeaway for you guys, I think, is identifying what you used to do prior to like your current situation now. So identifying what worked well um, and then basically like trying to transition as much of that across as you can. So in regards to nutrition and training, making your breakfast the night before, even though, yes, you can wake up and make your oats. Like if you know that, like if you're just in the habit of doing it, why change? If you like waking up early, but you now don't have to, just keep it going. Yep. You know, some changes will be forced upon you and other changes are completely in your control. And the ones that are completely in your control, like control them, nail them. Like there's no reason why you have to change your whole life just because you now don't commute to work. Yep. Think of all that time you get back. Yeah, absolutely. It's like two hours a day. Oh, how good is that? Yeah, it's your training time, basically. <laughs> control the controllable. No one no one can complain that they do not have time to train now. Mm-hmm. That used to be number one excuse. And if we just break it off into now implementing habits, start with one thing at a time and continue with that one thing until it's automatic, like until it's part of what you do all the time and then because when you initially implement stuff and this goes for anything like trying to eat better trying to train trying to stretch any anything that you're trying to do like that you currently aren't you need to make it as easy as possible and it needs to be something that will yield you a high reward so something that you could do Dan, that you like would yield no reward is be like, oh, okay, well, um, I like sweets, so I'm going to swap to having fruit. That would be a dumb thing for you to try and change because five nights out of seven, you'll have fruit after dinner anyway. So like, it doesn't really matter. So the example for me would be like, okay, what am I just going to try and do? I'm going to try and exercise every day. That is dumb. I already do that. So why would I focus all my energies on that? I should instead focus on me personally is probably trying to be more um, like efficient in the mornings and start my days a bit earlier rather than just ease into it, like up, up and into it. So like the thing that you focus on and that you're trying to implement should yield you a big reward and you should only do one thing at a time. So let's just say, as another example, like let's say that everything's gone back to normal um, and your name is Karen. And hi, Karen. Hi. And you've come into the gym. And what's the goal that we hear all the time in the gym? I'd just like to lose five kilos. And tone up. Oh, oh, the tone. Yeah, yeah. Get toned. (laughs) So Karen wants to lose five kgs and tone up. Not too muscly, please. And she doesn't want to get too muscly which she knows will happen if she lifts weights. Okay, Karen. (laughs) So what, like our instruction, and you can take this to something that you're currently doing at home. All right, Karen, all I want you to do in the first month is train three times a week. Yep. Can you do that? I can. 
You can? I can. Sweet. And in 28 days, we'll be able to see, has Karen been able to train three times a week? If she has, tick. If she has, why not? You know, And there's an obstacle that we can help her overcome. But that, like at that stage, her not training to her then currently making training a big part of her life, that is going to yield her massive results. Yes. So from there, training's now automatic. She's like, yep, I train, I enjoy it. Ben and Danny are awesome. They're hilarious. You know, Danny's a bit crazy. Ben says inappropriate stuff, but I love the gym. <laughs> so it's like, okay, now let's look. Let's have a look at your nutrition. What is something that you currently do that you know is taking you further away from what you're trying to achieve? Just give me a general Karen answer. Yep, I eat a chocolate bar every night. After dinner? Yep, while the kids are in bed. With a drink of wine, yeah? (laughs) Maybe a few glasses. Maybe a few glasses, okay. Sometimes a bottle. (laughs) Okay, Karen. (laughs) So we will then explain to Karen, I guess, maybe energy balance and how all that stuff works and how a simple habit and behavior like that where I guess we'll probably explain to Karen that maybe she's not actually hungry. It's just something that she does just purely out of habit, which we now know is automatic. So it's not even something that she thinks about. So by now speaking about it, she'll now think about it. We'll give her some alternatives. Maybe our favorite would be watermelon, your favorite mango. And we just swap that over. And literally that change will give her results for another month. Yes. So it's the low-hanging fruit. So now extrapolate that to what you guys are currently doing at home. So what is something that you are currently doing at the moment that you know is leading you further away from what your overall health and fitness goals are? Do you want to give me a typical Karen answer for something at the moment? Well, something at the moment that everyone has been (laughs) chatting about is... And making memes about. Oh, um, just being in the fridge all day snacking. every day snacking. Oh, i can't stop snacking yeah. and it's not because you're hungry it's because you're bored yeah it's because things have changed you're not normally at home during the day correct you don't normally have access to all that food in your fridge you have access at work but it costs you five bucks every time you want to buy something so it's usually reason enough not to get it um yeah so that has been the biggest thing so why are you doing that mm-hmm so it's more like once you actually speak it and once you think about it, then you're like, actually, why am I doing that? And that's just a bit of an introspective look, I guess, at what you're currently doing because it's automatic and you don't really th- like think about it. And okay, well, what am I going to do differently? So, yeah. so one thing we'd always suggest to someone... Easy solution. ...is have you had enough to drink? So quite often people are not hungry, um, but people are not hydrated. Yes. So being at home, some people don't even think glass to of water. have a glass of water. I'm the same. I barely drink water during the day yeah. and then play catch up at night and end up having to go to the toilet four yeah. times. Whereas at work, a lot of people you know, have a drink bottle and then it's a break from the computer to go fill up the drink bottle and that yeah. kind of thing. It's probably fair to say, sorry to cut you off, that most people at work are significantly more structured than yes. they now then they now are at home and when you're trying to be healthier structure is your friend absolutely huge friend so possibly your best friend yeah yeah so you need to structure this new routine so for example if you like i just said about the water bottle if you normally have a water bottle at your desk 
at work have a water bottle at your desk at home yes definitely um if you are finding that oh, i used to pack my breakfast pack my lunch have my snacks organized do it still like it might seem stupid but it's not firstly no one cares secondly you don't really have to tell anyone and thirdly like if you know that will help then you'd be crazy not to do it so definitely get on that pre-packing your snacks having like having some structure around your day is important so similar to what we kind of found i guess with you know our days completely changing it's probably taken us a couple of weeks to really i guess settle in and be automatic in the fact of okay at this time we do this at this time we do this yeah because it's it's a huge adjustment for everyone yeah but the faster you can i guess settle in and get some sense of normality about what you do the better yeah so if there were three things i'd say everyone could focus on is let's just call it sleep so what time we go to bed and what time we wake up Try and be as consistent as you can yeah, with that. be consistent and try and keep it to your norm, yeah. like what you used to do. There is no reason why you have to change that. Mm-hmm. No one is forcing you to sleep in and no one is forcing you to stay up late at night. Especially if you feel like it's negatively impacting your day. Yeah. If it's not, cool, but I'm sure there's other stuff that is and that's what you should focus on. Like yeah. if you're listening to us talk now and be like, yep, great idea, I'm going to go to bed, but you've noticed zero effects from staying up a bit later then don't choose that choose something else yeah like something that will actually give you a a reward for effort for sure absolutely so number one is sleep number two nutrition so we spoke about being prepared being prepared nothing's changed whether yeah whether that be breakfast lunch dinner doesn't matter do what you usually do you you can still do that yeah, um, if you need to find out more about nutrition in particular, definitely listen to our last episode where we talk about, I guess, how our days have changed and the reason why we now have changed our nutrition as well. There are a lot of considerations there. Um, also, message us, guys. Yeah, please. You know we're here. We love it. Yep. Anything to not have to build Duplo. So <laughs> message me your nutrition questions. Um. Yep, so number two is nutrition and number three is training. Okay, so a lot of you are lucky enough to be able to keep the same training routine. We're a little bit different because we used to train during the day, whereas most people train morning or night. Well, in the class times, for sure. Yeah, so if we have absolutely noticed the people that have trained consistently with us online compared to our in-gym regular program have kept the same routine. Yep. Yeah, they're probably also the people still able to go to work. So it's kind of, no, no, you reckon? No. Hmm. I'll tell you a name after this. Yeah. but um, <laughs> Lucy B, well done. Yes, Lucy C. That's <laughs> oh, just Lucy B forever. <laughs> Lucy B forever. But that does make it definitely easier. Yeah, it, it does. Trying, but... That's what we're talking about, changing the routine. Yeah, it's like the more things change, the more you need to try and keep yeah. everything the so same. So what do you need to change? So if that is something you need to change. Yeah. And But same goes for night people as well, people that generally have trained at night and have kept that similar routine now. Yeah. They're killing it. Yeah. I think also a key with that in regards to training is like block out time to do it. 
Like it shouldn't be an afterthought. Like anything that you're struggling with as a typical rule, do it early, get it out of the way. The longer it hangs over your head, the less likely you are to do it. I'm sure everyone's been like, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And then they run out of time and then they get pissed because they're like, well, if I had have just, you know, hardened up and smashed it out earlier, I wouldn't be upset in the fact that I haven't been able to do it. So if you're finding it really tough, wake up, whack your headphones in, heavy metal, rap, whatever it is you like to listen to and just smash it out. You get your, you like get yourself in the zone and go. Clearly that does not work for everybody. I hate heavy metal and rap. Rap's good, heavy metal's tough. And I don't like headphones either. Well, anyone who read Danny's post in the group understand like you have to be a psycho to run for an hour with no headphones in and be like, oh, I had a great time. Like I hate my thoughts too much to <laughs> to be left alone with them for an hour. Well, I was thinking. Yeah. Which is scary for everyone. <laughs> so that's um, there are three tips on habits. And we have a question from one of our clients, which yes. we're now going to move on to. A new segment on BD Radio, listener questions, which is great. So often people will ask us questions that I guarantee like 10 to 11 others are in, in the group or at home just like nodding their head being like, yes, 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 please. Great question. So the question is... How to stop self-sabotage. How much time you got? I know. <laughs> it's it's a tough one. It's also, I guess, extremely individual, but there are certain things that we can all do that will help. So people sabotage themselves in different ways, obviously, but we'll try and keep it to health and fitness. In our experience, we've typically found most of the self-sabotage uh, definitely comes with nutrition yes, rather than training yep. because it's so psychological. Like, I guess if everything was as easy as like, uh, how do I put this? So transforming the way you look and feel is like super straightforward. Like in, in theory, it's really easy. It's just, you know, like, train properly and you do this and you eat well and you will see changes and you'll also be able to feel the changes but in practice there are so many reasons why people aren't able to achieve it oh there's so many variables true yep but like i guess if we're just bringing it back to like what like everyone knows what they need to do yes but there are reasons and everyone's are individual as to why they can't achieve them ultimately yep so let's look at I guess self-sabotage uh, for a lot of people, when people bring it up, they're talking about weight loss. Yes. It's pretty hard to self-sabotage trying to gain weight because that's an awesome goal to have. <laughs> <laughs> Just to eat a little bit more. Like everyone's like, yes. <laughs> but self-sabotage in weight loss, I think the one key reason that like your starting point should always be just like ask yourself why. But ask yourself honestly, like you really need to have a bit of a deep look as to like, why am I doing the things I'm doing? Because obviously it means that your actions are flying in the face of what you have said, put on paper, told us, told whoever what you're trying to achieve. So your then actions are taking you further away from that. So you really need to get to the bottom of why 
so that you can then address it and then move past it. I think that is the hardest thing for anybody to do. And well, it's that, very confronting. And we, we don't get past that why. No. We, a lot of people don't. Like, people, like, they struggle with their weight for their life. Yeah. Their whole life because they've never been either able or willing, I think. Like, it, it can be pretty tough and confronting for a lot of people to get to the bottom of, like, why they were unable to unable to achieve the things they were able to achieve or wanted to achieve yes for sure but that is the first step like if you want to like get past that obstacle and get past it for life you need to be able to like confront your like your thoughts write it down and just hash it out talk to someone about it but yeah it's um that is pretty much all you have to do because if you can do that, then you'll never have to worry about it again, really. And I think that quite often it just comes with life experience. Like I know I used to self-sabotage, not as an adult, but as a teen, I definitely self-sabotage, not with food. Um, with me, it was more education, like fear of failure, like not going as well as I thought was expected or as as well as I thought I could go. Mm-hmm. So I went in the opposite direction, like didn't try at all. So although that manifests itself for you in regards to education, like it's, I guess it's a scary thing and people don't really like feeling vulnerable, but it's a scary thing to kind of really try your hardest because yeah. like what if you try your hardest and you get an like an f anyway well then you're like shit now what so when it comes to like you know losing weight as well if you try really hard and then you're like please you know like i've i've done everything i've ticked every box and then you still jump on the scale or do the measurements or check in however you do it and nothing's changed like that is that would be a bitter pill to swallow and i think lots of people like as we're talking about in the past most of the time people come to us it's not the first time they've tried to lose weight you know they'd be like i've done this in the past i've done that and when you actually break it down like because we know as trainers everything works but it's just what will work for me won't work for you won't work for karen won't work for doug you know like it's just it's completely individual but the principles are all the same so like an example like oh yeah i did keto that's like yeah great you ate more fat and more protein but you still ate as many calories as you needed to eat to maintain your weight so nothing's going to change anyway so i think i guess an education and an understanding around why it is that you haven't been able to do it in the past is also is also important like knowledge is power but you'd also only know that by actually taking a look beyond oh nothing changed yeah okay well why yeah that that's true but i also think as well like we're saying why um but also i sometimes i think people don't actually understand what they want true so how many people and i i already know the answer to this how many people have come to you and said that they want to lose weight but it's not coming from them it's coming from what they think society wants them to do yeah absolutely or someone that comes 
comes to us, this is very common. Um, I want I want to lose weight, but I don't want to do X, Y, Z. Oh my God, nothing and makes me more furious. Guess what X, Y, Z is? All the shit that works. <laughs> it's I like, want to well, lose weight, but I don't want to count calories and I hate weight training and you know, I just, I still want to be able to drink wine. It's like, what? It's like, well, yeah, what what do you want? Yeah. Like, order, do you want to lose the weight? Well, in order for something to change, you've got to change something. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing will change. Yeah. And then it'll become our fault. And that's probably the only time I've ever lost my temper at a client at Glen Iris was when she blamed me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to, I've told so many clients this story, but uh, yeah, I had to give her a dose of the truth. Wow. She didn't come back. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Um, we won't mention her name. Hope you're well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it is, if it is a goal that you really want to achieve. So, first of, it, first of all, is it a goal you want to achieve? Actually or, be honest with yourself. Or is it a goal you think you should be trying to achieve? Yeah. So, that's the second, the latter bit that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to do X, Y, Z. So... And the second part of that is, yes, that is what I want to do. That is my goal. But why am I self-sabotaging? So the second bit is the why. Yeah, definitely. The why, like, I look back at my own, I guess, health and fitness journey and I started at the gym when I was 15 and just loved it because, like, I could – well, firstly, I was always, I guess, a little bit stronger than most other kids my age. So I think – most of the time people typically enjoy stuff that they're okay at so i definitely enjoyed that aspect of it um especially because as a kid i wasn't overly athletic still not but you know like it wasn't something that came easily to me whereas a lot of my mates were good runners gun like footballers all that stuff so the gym was like my space so i think i enjoyed that but nutrition was basically a a struggle for me until Danny's got her hands in the air, like until, like, <laughs> like until I met her. But um, like nutrition was a struggle for me basically until I accepted responsibility and sort of, I guess, confronted the reasons why I wasn't able to do it in the past. And why weren't you able to do it? I was pretty happy to blame everyone else except myself. And, and now I think you, a lot you of people. Nah. So I guess one. Uh, you'd probably be able to say more than me but one thing I'm pretty strong on now at the moment is pretty much like ultimate ownership like like if I if I think I'm in control of almost everything that happens to us it makes me feel less helpless like I can actually make a change and I can control the outcome so Obviously, we can't control everything that happens, but what we can control is how we react and yeah. how we act. So I used to be, oh, it's my genetics. Yep. Because, like, lots of people in my family are overweight, and it's just like, oh, well, I didn't get taller like everyone told me I would when I was a teenager. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, your dad's pretty tall. You'll get taller. Or <laughs> everyone who told me that, thanks for nothing. I'm five foot ten. But, um,. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, you'll lose the puppy fat. It's like, well, what is, like, no, I won't unless I, you know, eat well. But I never did. So it's like, well, why are you just, 
like why are you trying to protect like i i look back on that now and i'm like what like that is such bad advice it's just like oh no it's like because all that basically reinforces is that nah you don't worry about it and it's such a fine line as well because it's like well you know obviously at a teenager like you know worst cases i get needing a disorder or something like that but you still like the truth is still always the best it's yeah but it depends on the kid it's how it's delivered it's how it's delivered for sure so but it, it also depends like if i i guess if i was a really anxious kid and i wasn't not now either but like if you know you can always tell like i guess the people who are highly wound and you need yeah. to be more careful about what you tell them yeah absolutely you could have oh, we, we see yeah. that every day like oh, every day we say the same message to five people yeah for sure however the way we deliver it is very different well you could have told me the truth and i would have been okay it's like actually you're not leaner or more muscly or whatever because you're not eating well enough and i would have been like huh right because always loved training loved it lift weights every day if i could loved pre-season like the all the fitness stuff that was literally like my favorite part the actual playing games i was like yeah it's all right apart from cricket love that but it's like i always just all the physical stuff was my favorite but i was always so frustrated that i could never get the goal of like i'm like why don't i look as good as i feel was always like what is happening so my like to bring it all the way back to self-sabotage my self-sabotage would be i would do pretty well during the week in regards to nutrition i'd be on it and then on the weekends i'd be a disaster because i'd be like oh you know oh had a great week trained well ate well gonna treat myself it's like well until i stopped actually doing that and you know even up until what a year and a half ago it's like ice cream on the weekends i wouldn't even think about it and i was like actually if i want to get a bit leaner i should probably stop doing this so it's like yeah and it was hard because i love ice cream and it's not a change that i wanted to make but it's a change i needed to make if i wanted to get the overall result yeah and you still eat ice cream like it's not like you're never going to touch ice cream again nah not recently but i you know this this lockout goes on a little bit longer i'll be be back (laughs) on it i'm saying it's still something you can enjoy and it can be part of your life yeah and but it's part it's sustainable yeah yeah well i definitely don't do it as often i think the last time i had ice cream was like my birthday which was three months ago so you know it's not what you like what used to become a weekly occurrence is now a quarterly occurrence but i guess the the way I was able to overcome the self-sabotage is as I was speaking to about the like absolute ownership is like I, I guess I just took control of my actions and didn't really give myself the excuses that I had in the past of you know genetics and whatever I used to tell myself that you know it was okay so yeah, but that was a change that I didn't make overnight. Like, I, yeah. I'd been in the gym for 10 years before I finally, yeah. you know, Even like got the time, to the bottom the, of it. Yeah, in the time we've been together, we've, I've seen a lot of change in your nutrition. And I think part of it is, that, like we said at the start, it's so individual. Oh, yeah. So, like, you, 100%, you're all or nothing. Not as bad anymore, but definitely used to be, yeah. Yeah, whereas I'm someone definitely that relax I can on have... It 
like I can have a little bit and then have chocolate in the fridge for two months and see it every day and I wouldn't think about touching it. Yeah, but that's also like something that I learned over the time is, okay, well, that's what I'm like. Yeah. So, so but if that make w- it work or don't, yeah. but don't try and change who you are. Exactly. So now like what you were saying about you haven't had ice cream since your birthday. So you decided to have ice cream on your birthday and you'll have a great time. You'll have as much as you want. You'll enjoy it. But then having a scoop of ice cream is not something that nah, you're interested in. I don't in. do it. Well, no. like last night we played blackjack with Easter eggs. Yep. Not interested. Yep. I'll like I'll eat all my Easter eggs on on Easter Sunday. Have a great time, but I'm just like nah, because I don't do moderation well. Yeah, and that's pro like you know like there's it would probably be more optimal if I did. Yeah, but you but know, I don't. You know you don't. Yeah, so that's okay. Life goes on, and that works for you. And next Easter, you're hard in the pain again. <laughs> but you know it's like health and fitness like as lame as it is and everyone's like oh appreciate the journey like it is there's no like there's no one hour that anyone will be able to look on and say oh that is the hour that changed it like it's just a gradual growth process but in order to stop you like yourself from self sabotage like you really need to take a look in the in the mirror at what you currently do and try and you know get to the bottom of why like what are you telling yourself that is justifying the action i guess that's important so everything about sabotage self-sabotage comes back to you so everything you've spoken about it's never anything anyone else does owning it yeah you understanding why and you understanding what works for you yeah it's stuff that you've been i guess told over the journey or taught or haven't learnt. but at the end of the day it ultimately comes down to you so as soon as you can, I guess, work through it and f- figure it out, the sooner you will have the, I guess, the power and the control to stop it. Absolutely. And always remember what worked for Karen is not going to work for you. Sally. Okay? Every, everybody is different. Yeah, correct. So it's about finding, just like I was talking about with the Easter eggs, I can have a couple. Ben can't. No. So he's going to eat all his chocolate on Easter Sunday and that's cool. Yeah. True. All right, brings us to the epi- uh, the end of episode three. Um, those of you who don't already train with us, a couple of our online options to be a part of the community. We do have an at-home program at the moment with weights. So if you've got a couple of kettlebells or a dumbbell, skipping rope, anything like that, get in touch. We can tee you up with a bit of a training program as well as an at-home program with just your body weight so training options we've got you sorted you can become a part of the bd community at any time i guess just send us a message or if you've got any questions or anything that you want to hear us talk about also get in touch have a good day take care